All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if you're wondering who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is uh, I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together, so things like uh, getting your business registered with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, having contract templates ready, basic brand protection strategies, uh, employee, you know, employee hiring practices, making sure that you're in compliance. Hello, will you be my muffin? Um, I help you do all of those things. Uh, if you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of those things, uh, I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting with a specialization in business formation. Uh, I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school. But so many of you have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, uh, there's just some concepts that, you just, that you're going to have to know. There's no way around it. So I'm here to make it easy for you, okay? Uh, if you would like to uh, see how we can work together, I want you to do something for me. I want you to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram, and it is all over my page on Facebook. There you're going to be able to do several things. Uh, first, for those of you who are ready to, you know, launch into your, your business ownership and be a real boss, I want you to pick up Business Startup Basics, my video training. It is four videos and three ebooks giving you a crash course in entrepreneurship so that you can set your business up right in the beginning so you don't have to backtrack and do all this extra stuff lady, later and get frazzled. You get the foundation, foundation ready. I teach you the steps. And we talk about, um, you know, how you go about doing it. So that um, you can purchase that at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. If you're just kind of in the beginning stages, you're not sure, you know, even what kind of business you want to start yet, you're going to want to pick up my Biz Launch Cheat Sheet. That is a PDF document that is going to help you decide what business you can start in the next seven days or less and give you the initial steps to get started in the next seven days or less. And that is completely free. And the third thing you can do there is book your free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client, okay? Um, yes, so, and you hit, click the book, book your one-on-one -on -one session, that button, book your free consultation, all right? So now that is uh, that is my business. Now we want to get to this show because some of you watching the replay later, it might be your first time watching, okay? So here's what happens. I pull stories from the news, stories that uh, my lovely followers send me, stories that you know I see on blog sites that I think are interesting, uh, things that happen in my real life that you know I can apply these concepts to, and I pull the ones that I feel like have lessons that we can learn, and we discuss them, okay? So this is a conversation as long as there are people in the room. I got one friend on Facebook. I don't know if they're going to talk to me today, but we will do our best. If not, you know, I'll do my best. I've hosted, I remember when I used to have zero watchers, all right? It was just me and the camera. So it's no, it's no skin off my back if we, you know, a few people uh, aren't here this evening. It's all right. Um, but yeah, we take these stories and we discuss them. Um, 
I love feedback. And as you know, I will ask questions if there, you know, if there is need for questions. And also if you want to drop your commentary, even if you're watching the replay, you know, as I ask my questions, make sure, you know, you can still answer. I would, you know, I love to read your answers afterwards and I will definitely respond. And if you have questions or comments while you're watching the replays, make sure that you drop those too, because I will definitely get to them and answer them. All right. So we have talked about how the show goes. Now we are ready to start. So let's get it pop in. All right. So to my friend on Facebook, um, let, give me a little wave. So I know that you're there. Um, are you a friend of Jerry sign of not a friend, a fan of Jerry Seinfeld? And for those of you, you know, maybe watching later or those listening to the podcast, if you are a Seinfeld fan, um, you probably know that Jerry Seinfeld has a show on Netflix, I believe called Comedians getting coffee in cars, right? Um, and I, I actually don't think I've ever watched a full episode, but from what I've seen from the Netflix previews, you know, it's just Jerry Seinfeld talking to his comedian friends in a car while they go get coffee. And it's been a hit. Hi, Annette. Hello, Annette. Thank you for saying hi. Annette, are you a Seinfeld fan? Um, yeah, so we know Jerry Seinfeld from the Seinfeld show in the nineties, um, you know, and his, you know, other things that he's done. But right now, um, he does have this comedians getting coffee in car show, right? Um, well, uh, there is a TV writer, a TV show writer by the name of Christian Charles, and he tried to sue, uh, Jerry Seinfeld for, um, copyright infringement, because he is saying that he was one of the creators of this show. This is his work. You're not a Seinfeld fan? Okay, that's cool. Um, but, but, I mean, you know who Seinfeld is. Seinfeld's a pretty big name um, in the media world. So this guy, Christian Charles, he's like, you know what? I helped create comedians getting coffee in cars, and I want my rights. Here's the problem. You, um you have about three years to file uh, a copyright infringement suit. So if you find that someone is violating your copyright, right? From the time you find out, you have three years to go to the court and say, hey, this person is using the work that I created. Can you please tell them to stop, right? Christian Charles, um, apparently he, he raised some concerns when, the, when they were first doing the show um, and after he, you know, he, he helped, he came up with the idea or collaborated with the idea. They shot the pilot, but then he and Jerry Seinfeld, they didn't agree on certain terms in particular, um, you know, Charles, Christian Charles getting credit as a creator for the show. So the show went on and instead of immediately going to the courthouse to file a copyright infringement suit, Christian Charles waited six years. Now remember, you have three years from the time you find out someone is violating your copyright to go to the courthouse, okay? So Christian Charles, he waits six years, goes to the court and says, hey, Jerry Seinfeld is not giving me proper, you know, writing credit or creative credit for this, uh, you know, work. High open arms cleaning yeah, Jerry Seinfeld is not giving me appropriate credit for comedians getting coffee in cars. 
dear judge, can you please do something? And the judge said, no, Christian, I can't do anything for you because you waited too long. You have three years from the time that you find out somebody is violating your copyright to say something. You waited six. So no, Charles, I can't help you. It doesn't even matter if Jerry Seinfeld stole this idea at this point. The issue is that Christian Charles waited too long to assert his rights. So why did I pick this case to talk to you guys about? Why? Because if you are in the business of protecting your intellectual property, it is not just enough to register your copyrights and your trademarks. You have to defend them. If you know that someone is violating your copyright, you need to let them know and you need to go to the court as soon as possible. Hold on, my uh, live video on Instagram. Okay, there we go. Um, yes, you need to go to the court as soon as possible and say, hey, somebody's violating my copyright or lose rights to it. Same thing with trademarks. When you get your trademark, when you file your trademark or, or even, even before you get the acceptance and after you get the acceptance, it is your job to assert your trademark and to defend it. If you know somebody's using your trademark and you don't do anything about it, you can lose rights to your trademark. So it is very important that in the realm of intellectual property, it's not just enough to have that piece of paper that says, hey, I own this. It is also up to you to defend your rights and assert them when people try to violate them, okay? So don't be like Christian Charles. If you ever create, um, hey, Sincere39, if you ever have a piece of work that you create and you have a copyright or a trademark, make sure that you defend it in time so you don't lose your rights, all right? Cool. So we are moving on to the next story. And um, Cynthia 39, I feel like you will like this story. Uh, so I think you popped in at just the right time. Um, Cynthia 39, are you a Jay-Z fan? <clears throat> and also, Annette, let me know, are you a Jay-Z fan? Um, and while you guys let me know if you are a Jay-Z fan or not, um, to those uh, watching later, um, most of you probably know that Jay-Z, he's a very famous rapper, you know, business mogul. I think he's worth a billion dollars now. He's Beyonce's husband. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good life. Uh, and But how many of you out here know about deep fake videos? Um, and I'm going to tell you what Jay-Z and deep fakes have to do with each other in a moment. You're not a Jay-Z fan? Okay. Um, well, I'm going to tell you what Jay-Z and deepfakes have to do with each other anyway. Oh, and that, okay, you're a fan? All right. So, um, before we get into this story, uh, those who may not know, deepfakes are videos where you take someone's image and, you know, maybe like you, and, and then sound bites from things that they've said, and you use artificial intelligence to make it look like they said something that they never said, Okay. Now, um, Facebook has banned this. I think Instagram has banned this. Deep fakes are not very well liked, even though they're not illegal, right? Um, well, there is a, there was a, or there is a gentleman who created, who created a, um, a deep fake video using Jay-Z and was using his likeness and his, you know, rapping style to recite things like William Shakespeare uh, or the book of Genesis in the Bible, right? So Jay-Z finds out that this guy is doing deep fake videos of him 
and he is trying to use copyright law to say that this man is violating his rights, that he's using Jay-Z's, you know, iconic voice, his cadence, as well as his image to promote these videos, right? Here's the problem. There is a question here of whether copyright law applies because it's not like they're taking Jay-Z's music and setting it to these videos and it's not like they're taking, you know, actual footage of him and setting it to these videos. They are taking information, they are using artificial intelligence and they are creating something new that is based on a character. Some people might even call it an impersonation, right? So think about a comedian who does impersonations. Like, uh, you know, somebody who does an impersonation of Kevin Hart or Eddie Murphy, you know, or anyone else. The, um, there is an argument being said here that deep fakes are just, are kind of just like that. They're like a comedian making an impersonation. So we, Jay-Z, there has been no conclusion to this case yet, but I want to know from you guys, I want to know your opinion. Do you think that deep fakes should be should should be subject to copyright law because with deep fakes you do have to use someone's image um, and you do use part of their voice even though you use technology to distort it and make it look the way you want you know and like I said some people are saying that's more of an impersonation but do you guys think that it should be kind of fair game for someone to use artificial intelligence to alter your sound, your recorded sounds and images for their entertainment, even if it's not for money. What do you think about deep fakes? I personally find them um, a little alarming because they can make you, they can make it look like you said something that you never said. And we have had instances of that. And that is why Facebook and other platforms, they ban deep fakes. Some of them are just funny, but some of them can actually be very dangerous. There have been some that have, you know, um, altered politicians and said that they've, um, and making it seem like they've said things that they've never said. Um, but then some are funny, like this one where you have Jay-Z reciting William Shakespeare in his rapping cadence. But what do you guys think as an audience of deep fakes and whether they should be allowed or not? Should deep fakes be subject to copyright law, especially if you're using the image and sound of a well-known person? I would like to know from you guys, okay? So y'all are a little quiet tonight and that's okay. I, I've come to expect it on Thursday. Y'all busy at the bar. I hope it's the home bar. You know, make sure you have a nice stocked liquor cabinet. Have yourself a nice little tumbler of bourbon as you watch the show. <laughs> um... All right, but yes, so Jay-Z and the deepfakes, we will wait and see what happens between that, but uh, apparently Jay-Z doesn't like them and he's trying to get them shut down. Um, Annette said, but if it's identifiable as the person, it could harm the person's image. Um, yes, exactly. It could harm the person's image and that's why a lot of platforms have banned it. The thing is, it's not illegal yet. So do we think that deepfakes should be illegal then? Since A39 said it shouldn't be allowed. So if we think that deepfakes shouldn't be allowed, should deepfakes then be illegal? What do you guys think? Should we go that far as to make deepfakes illegal? 
Because right now, they it's just people don't like them. But they can also be funny. So is it okay to just kind of disallow them, or should we make it against the law to make deep fakes? What do you guys think? I don't think that we should go as far as um, making it illegal, uh, because I think that, you know, you can get creative with it and do something really spectacular. I just think that people need to be very, very careful in how they use these deep fakes. Like, I would never use it for someone who's an actual, you know, celebrity or person in the media. Like, I would probably want to use it with, like, a cartoon character that I created or something. I don't know. Not that I can draw, but if I was going to. What do you guys think? While you do that, I'm going to, you know, quickly remind people who may, you know, who are watching the replay, you're watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you uh, are interested in learning concepts on how to be a, a better business owner, you can go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and subscribe to my YouTube page and my podcast. That is where you can watch all the back episodes of this show. When you go to that link, you can as well purchase an advertising spot for the show, okay? I will talk about your business on here. I might even bring you on, pop on, tell the people what you got. Um, yes, we all want to we all want to lift each other up in this time. So whatever I can do, if you, you know, want to pop in for a little bit and talk about your business, go book yourself an advertising spot. All right. So Annette said that deep fakes should be disallowed. Um, and Sincere39 said that will have to go through a lot of debate. Um, yeah, I think it is going to go through a lot of debate. I think people are trying to figure out where is the line between creativity and, you know, ripping people off. So we are just going to have to wait and see what happens with these deep fakes, okay? All right, so we are moving on to our third and final story of the night. I find this so funny because last night... We only had two stories, and I was afraid we were going to cut the time short, but we ended up almost going over, and we, hey, Nessie time, and we have three stories tonight, and I'm like, oh, no, we might run short, but anyway, let's, let's move on to our next story. I feel like I haven't talked about anybody in this family in a long time on this show, which it was kind of refreshing, so when I saw this pop up today, I was like, huh, I haven't heard about, I haven't heard anything from y'all in a minute. So we have our final story tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have a story about Kylie Jenner, uh, the trademark monster. <laughs> um, we have talked about Kylie Jenner a lot on this show. She likes to file trademark applications. Sometimes they're on point, sometimes they're not. Um, but in this case, um, I'm on Kylie's side uh, in this story that we are talking about. So we all, um, for those of you who pay attention, maybe all of you don't know, but if you are even the slightest into celebrity gossip, you know that Kylie Jenner, um, has a daughter named Stormy. Um, and Kylie has filed several trademark applications for Stormy. Uh, boo! <laughs> Annette said boo! I'm guessing you don't like Kylie Jenner. That's Okay. I'm not the biggest fan of her, but, you know, she provides a lot of content for this show. So, you know, I can't say too much bad about her. Um, but yes, so Kylie ha has a daughter named Stormy, and Kylie has filed trademark applications for Stormy for several different categories, several different, you know, variations of her name. 
Um, the problem is Kylie isn't the only one who has filed trademark applications for Stormy's name. Uh, there is a company called Business Moves Consulting. It is owned by a gentleman named Curtis Bordenave, okay? And about one month after baby Stormy was born, uh, Curtis, using his business name, uh, filed a trademark application for the phrase Stormy Couture. And he spelled Stormy the exact same way that uh, Kylie Jenner spells Stormy. And to top that off, Curtis was so bold with this trademark application that he actually sent Kylie Jenner a pre-cease and desist letter saying, hey, um, I know you're probably going to try and trademark your little girl's name and everything, but just so you know, I have already filed an application for this phrase. Can you believe the boldness? Anyway, so... He filed, he filed a trademark application, sent this kind of pre-cease and desist letter to Kylie. And mind you, Kylie, she's no slouch. She also started filing her own trademarks. But Kylie is fighting back against these trademark applications. Ky, um, some of these trademark applications have gone through. Hey, Lisa, Kylie wants these trademarks canceled. She's saying that the applications filed by Curtis, they're fraudulent and, they're, and that He's trying to make money off of her baby's name. Um, and I agree with her. Why would you try to t try to trademark the name of a baby that isn't yours, that is obviously in the public eye from a family that you know likes to trademark stuff, right? So Curtis is getting a lot of pushback from Kylie. And as I did further research... Curtis has done this to not uh, not only Kylie. He did the same thing to DJ Khaled. He tried to trademark DJ Khaled's son name, son's name shortly after he was born and was selling merchandise. And DJ Khaled sued him for trademark infringement. Hey, Zephyrina. DJ Khaled sued him for trademark infringement because we all know DJ Khaled, he protects all his stuff, and he had already filed trademarks for Assad, you know, and, and lots of things. So, what do you guys think about Business Moves Consulting? Because they do have this, this application, this trademark was approved for Stormy Couture, but Kylie is asking that it be canceled because Curtis, when he filed it, he did so fraudulently. He has no connection to Stormy at all. So do you guys think that this trademark this trademark for Stormy Couture, which was filed by Curtis Bordenave under his business, should it be canceled? What do you think? What do you guys think about that? Because the business moves consulting, this is Curtis, Curtis Bordenave's business, they have no collect connection to Kylie. They have apparently made a practice of this because they did the same thing to DJ Khaled's son shortly after he was born. So apparently they're trying to make a thing out of trademarking celebrity babies' names and selling merch. So what do you guys think about this? What do you think should happen to Business Moves Consulting? Because they already got the application. Should they be allowed to keep it? What do you think? What do you think? What do you guys think? Um, Annette said, no, these famous people need to trademark the name before they name the <laughs> They need to trademark the name before they name the baby. Okay. You know, and that, and that might be a move that people have to make. You know, 
Um, just like a lot of celebrities, you know, they won't release pictures of their baby before a certain time, or, you know, they'll sell it to, you know, a magazine or something. Maybe they got to keep all that stuff close to the chest before the baby is born. File your paperwork ahead of time. Hi, Golden1991. That's a very good, um, insight, uh, Annette Michelle Mitchell. Um, maybe they do need to start trademarking the baby's names before they're born. Any other opinions on this? Like, I personally think that Business Moves Consulting should have this trademark canceled. You know exactly what you were doing. You filed this trademark application one month after Stormy was born. You did this to DJ Khaled, so this is not just the first time that you're doing this. And you had the nerve to send a preseason desist to the mother of the baby. Um, Nessie Time said, although slimy, he applied first. They should trademark ahead of time. Sincere39 said, there, there, there's no love in these trademark streets, but if you slow, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Okay, but, okay, let's think about this this way. Four, they filed this application four weeks after giving, after Kylie gave birth. I don't care who you are, how much money you have. What mother is in an appropriate state physically or mentally, to go file a trademark application four weeks after you have given birth. Your body is still healing itself. You are still trying to bond with your baby. There's a lot going on. And yes, I know the Jenners, they are more fortunate than most of us, but there is still that, you know, she's still a human being. She still had a baby. The last thing on her mind four weeks after giving birth was probably not you know, was, um, trademarks was not one of the things on her mind. Sincere39 said she can pay him for it. Hmm, well, we will have to see. She's just trying to get it canceled. She said, I'm not giving him no money, no money, no money. She wants it canceled, you know? Um, but I, I actually, I'm actually on Kylie's side, um, in this instance, because it's, I mean, you filed this four weeks after giving birth. Kylie was probably not even, like, conscious of anything that was happening outside, you know? Um, Nessie Time said, I agree, but how soon did they know what they were going to name the baby? Is this similar to Beyonce? Um, I would say that this is not necessarily similar to Beyonce because Beyonce and Jay-Z, I think there was evidence there that they had no actual plans to, um to, to make any money using Blue Ivy's name, but we know the, the Kardashians and the Jenners, this is what they do. They put their names on everything and they sell it. And you can imagine, you know, how fast baby stuff, baby apparel, baby toys would fly off the shelves if they put, you know, baby Stormy's name on it. Hello, Kelziabo one, right? So, I think the trademark should be canceled simply because I, I don't think that Kylie was necessarily in the in, in a state of mind to think about trademarks. Yeah, you know, they trademark everything and whatever. They probably have lawyers on call. But again, Kylie is very young. She was probably just focused on her baby, right? At least that that's what that's what the argument is for me. Na, 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 na. Yes. So that, that, that's my opinion on this thing. And, and mind you, you guys know that I'm the last person to defend the Kardashians and the Jenners. So for me to say that, you know that I have to really believe it. All right. 
Um, but yes, so those were the stories that I had for you tonight. Okay, we're making good time. Um, we will be back on Monday. Uh, give me one second, guys. We will be back on Mondays. Um, for those of you who are watching the replay, uh, you know, make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Uh, make sure that you share this out with your friends. If you have not already, pick up the Biz Launch Cheat Sheet. It will help you get your dream business started in seven days or less. Book your free 15-minute consultation. Um, oh, we have a question. Annette said, should her state of mind affect the law? Um, I'm not saying that her state of mind should affect the law, but you do have to look at the circumstances and see if they make sense. Would it make sense to expect, um, you know, now grant, yes, they could trademark beforehand, but would it make sense to expect, I, I believe at the time she was maybe 18 or 19 when she had this child, do you expect an 18 or 19 year old girl to really be thinking four weeks after she's had her first child, let me trademark this baby's name, right? And I know she's very fortunate. She's much more fortunate than the rest of us. But looking on the side of this, of this business moves consulting, why are you trying to trademark celebrity baby names that you have no connection to? The whole point of a trademark is so that you can um, so that you know the source of a good. If I see something that says Stormy whatever, and I'm, you know, a Jenner Kardashian fan, I'm going to think it's their product. It's going to create a fake association because the Jenner Kardashians did not trademark this, all right? So that's a part of the reasoning as well. Your trademark's supposed to connect you with your business. Business Moves Consulting has no connection to Stormy. They're actually preying on celebrity babies. They tried to do the same thing to DJ Khaled. But that's, that's my, that, that is my argument. And you guys are free to have your own. You know, that's why, that's why we have lawyers because there are different perspectives to everything. All right. But yeah, those were the stories that we had for tonight. Um, Zephyrina said she can see that. I appreciate all of your participation, guys. You are awesome. I uh, want you guys to have a great weekend. You know, make sure that you're socially distancing, but get out and, you know, take a walk, relax, um, you know, eat well, rest, uh, meditate, do whatever you need to do to feel relaxed, to feel whole, to feel sane, um, take care of yourselves, uh, and I will see you on Monday, okay? Bye-bye.